Hey there, and welcome to the Praying Christian Women podcast, where our goal is to equip you with the tools you need to ditch the prayer guilt, grow in your relationship with God, and pray like you and nobody else. Stay tuned for our latest episode after this quick word from our sponsor. Do you want to go deeper in your faith even while you're on the go? No matter how busy the season you're in, Access More has a library of faith-based podcasts to help you grow spiritually. With podcasts from Christian thought leaders such as Christine Kane, Lisa Harper, Taryn Wells, and Bob Goff, you can hear podcasts on religion, culture, family, entertainment, and so much more. Access More gives you a safe space to find inspiring conversations about faith. Start listening today at accessmore.com. Hi there, and welcome to another episode of the Praying Christian Women podcast. I'm Jamie Hampton, and today I am just so excited to be back with Deepa Sukumar, author of Do Not Be Anxious. In our last conversation, if you listened, part one, we got to talk about Deepa's story of how she was raised in the Hindu faith and how God called her out of that faith. And we never got to really talking a lot about anxiety, which is the topic of her book, Do Not Be Anxious. So we decided to come back together and talk a little bit more about that because I know personally I have had struggles with anxiety. I know we hear from countless women all the time that struggle with anxiety. So Deepa, thank you for coming back on the podcast and just gracing us with another another just chunk of time to sit down and for you to just share your experiences and how God met you right where you were. Well, thank you for having me. It's an honor to, to be here on the podcast. Thank you. Well, uh, let's just jump right in. We we kind of had we talked about your favorite prayer closet in our last episode. So let's just jump in to this devotional. Can you just tell us a little bit about Do Not Be Anxious, the devotional, and how your own life experiences inspired you to write it? Sure. So um, I was kind of going through a, a kind of a very down season a few years back. Um, God just told me to kind of, you know, uh, leave my job. I was working as a physician advisor for for a company. And it was as if God was like, hey, you're just going to leave this job. And I'm not going to tell you what you're going to do next. Which was like, <laughs> you know, because, you know, you're, you're and, and I, I remember saying, okay. And I actually didn't obey God the first time, you know, for, for anybody to just give you that comfort. I was, you know, God told me almost a year ago through my husband said, leave job. And I was like, no, what will I do? This is so perfect. I'm going to work here for the rest of my life. And, and, and I, I feel, I felt the grace of the Lord kind of slowly leaving that job. And I, I found it more and more difficult to do. So I actually left it a year after the Lord told me which I think you shouldn't do it, but, you know, I'm just being honest here. And then I went into a phase where I didn't know what I was supposed to do with my life, kind of. It's almost like because, you know, if you're in medicine, you know, it occupies your whole life. You know, you're in vet school, you're in residency, you're working so many hours. And then all of a sudden, God was like, just take everything away. And then I wasn't getting any answers from him. And I came to a point where I was like, I always wanted a plan in my life. And I realized why I wanted a plan because I didn't want to be anxious. 
if I could know what I was doing for the next couple of years, if I could know like what I would before that, he usually gave me like a two year plan or a three year plan most of the time. And I felt when I left the job, he wasn't even giving me a one day plan. And I was begging him saying, give me a plan for six months. I need a blueprint. And I think my thing was that I was so used to just relying on a blueprint for my life, even though maybe God, I mean, God was just giving it to me, that I think I was not living in the moment, trusting the Holy Spirit. And 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 I realized that during that phase, and that phase was almost like a hiatus for me, maybe to just go and rest and um, and I didn't know how to rest. I honestly didn't know how to rest. I didn't know how to be still. I didn't know how to just, you know, switch on Bible and watch, you know, just, you know, play, play it for hours. I just, I was in a point, I think it was kind of dark, a little dark for me. And I think, thank God, I had a supportive husband who says, I have a supportive husband who, who said, you know what, take as much time as you want, which I think was a huge blessing because I was like, what is happening to me? I mean, why am I feeling so lost, uh, sometimes so dark? And I just used to wake up late, you know, go to bed late. It was like, like and during one of those times, I remember I, I woke up late, and I just felt so bad. I'm like, what am I doing? I'm just, you know, I'm not being productive. I'm not just being so lost. And I remember um, I woke up that morning and God said, you know, I used to write these. I think there he put me, he, he has, I mean, God's put in me a spirit to encourage, which I mean, I, I'm thinking he has done it, not me. But so I, I used to get these things in my mind and then I'll remember a specific person. And then the Lord would say, text this to her. And the people will be like, Deepa, this was so apt. I mean, you just told me the exact thing I wanted to hear. And so I did it for quite a bit. And then God was telling, why don't you put all these messages in like an email fashion and send it to people on Monday mornings? And so I started sending, like, I felt whatever the Holy Spirit was telling me to tell. And honestly, the Holy Spirit is the one behind the whole thing because he is so, he's so powerful, but he's so gentle too. And, and the way he takes care of his flock, I'm just so amazed at it. I mean, the way he would even tell me to paraphrase a line, say, you know, this would hurt them or this would just not be gentle enough. So I started putting these small devotionals and I started sending it to people on Mondays. And I did that for about five years and and it's entirely the holy spirit he would say why don't you write about this why don't you write about that and so i did that for five years and at the end of five years um it was lord as of telling me why don't you write this in a book you know it was and it was not it was not my idea at all and so i actually called um you know a publisher uh, you know, and then I told them, look, uh, can I do this? And they said, okay, why don't you send some samples? And then the book was written. But when I asked the Lord, Lord, what should I write, title the book? He just simply said, it's just titled, do not be anxious. It's, it's very simple. I mean, you, you know, there's so, I just think that anxiety is so prevalent. Uh, and I'm glad people are addressing it. Um, but it's not, it's, it's, it's so much more intricate than it seems to be for me. I mean, the way I've come across anxiety. So I just wrote the book and I, I just wrote it and I, I just, you know, I, I started just, you know, just ministering through the book and I realized, um, um, yeah, I mean, so that's how the book was born. If that's your, yeah, if that's the answer. Yeah. Yeah. I just, I love that. And I love the fact that 
it wasn't something that you set out to do. It was just kind of an organic thing that God was just like, you know, and it actually yeah. came kind of out of your own struggles and your own anxiety yeah. and kind of yeah. feeling depressed and not yes. knowing. Yes. I feel like sometimes, all the time, that we're mm -hmm. afraid of that white space, just that open-endedness <laughs> to kind mm -hmm. of sit there with our emotions. And I, I really do wonder, and I, I see this in myself, that yeah. we keep so busy all the time. We yeah. make our plans and we stick to them and we you know move full speed ahead. Yes. When there is quiet space, I th see this in myself, I see this in my kids, that's when the racing thoughts happen and the anxious thoughts come in is when we have this white space to kind of yeah. just be still. It's almost like we're afraid of being yeah. still, like you said. Yes. I mean, I think we're we're afraid because, you know, those those quiet spots or those quiet places are not comfortable initially. No. They're, you know, they you struggle because all those strongholds in your mind that you've built up over all these years, now it's almost like you have to you've to just sit there and let the Holy Spirit work in you. And I and it takes time, mm -hmm. you know, for me, it's still taking time. I am better than before. But am I in a place where there is absolutely no anxiety? Absolutely not. It's a struggle. And, and mm -hmm. but it, it gets better and better with the help of the Holy Spirit. But I think we need to give the Holy Spirit time to work with us and work in us um, and not be busy all the time. I think we're, we're, I think, Jamie, I think we're afraid of that discomfort that'll happen when we sit down. We're like, I don't want to sit up. I don't want to think about those regrets. I don't want to think about this grief. I don't want to think about this person who hurt me. I don't want to think about these things that didn't, you know, didn't happen in my life. So, and I, I think it all piles up and then it comes out in ways that we don't expect. And I think the Holy Spirit always, you know, he's the comforter, but he's also the repairer, healer of our hearts. Because I think there's a verse in the Bible that doesn't say, I will heal you of all your emotional and physical wounds. Um, you know, so we have to let him heal our emotional wounds. And and it's a, I'm telling you, I've gone through that process. I'm still going through that process, Jamie. And I think it's so beautiful. It's, it's one of the things I think I will never, uh, you know, not, you know, I, I would never regret that not happening you know what I mean I would I wouldn't give up that for anything else because there's so many things in your mind and the Holy Spirit would just show it to you I mean you are anxious in this area because of this and you're anxious in this area because of this and and then he works through you and scientifically too that's how our our brain is structured our brain is structured to be plastic Jamie like it's mm -hmm. it's like neuroplasticity so say, for instance, something makes you anxious, it's because the neurotransmitters are built in such a way that, okay, if that happens immediately, it's triggered and it goes to these thoughts. But if, if, the, if you sit with the Holy Spirit, he kind of, you know, starts from the foundation. It's almost like he's rebuilding your brain and your house. And I'm going, wow, I was so like, not wise to think like that when I had God. So it's more of a, it's, it's a process for anybody who's dealing with anxiety. You know, I sometimes see people, you know, in my practice and they say, oh, no, just give me something and I'll be done with it. No, you, it, it's a process because you, you've built a house or a road like that. And it takes the Holy Spirit to pull down strongholds and to rebuild, you know, your mind in a way that is not anxious, if that makes sense. 
It does. Well, and it it reminds me of the, you know, be transformed by the renewing of your minds and then you'll be able to test and approve what God's will is. I mean, it's that idea of the the word of God, the truth, mm -hmm. the living word in the form of Jesus, the Holy Spirit, you know, and his his divine mm -hmm. intercession with our you know, I mean, literally we can have renewed minds and I love talking to people that have a background in science or medicine because you know you can speak about how our our brains are these amazing yes. intricate physical parts of our bodies and they're not it's not separate from our faith god can rewire yeah. our brains he can yeah. you know change those pathways by you know when we sit with him and sit with his truth and allow his truth to transform us Yes, and it's so it's so beautiful because that's what I think even psychology and psychiatry is about. It's about renewing your mind. I mean, you you first find it in the Bible, anyways. Yeah. He says you are transformed by renewing of your mind. Mm -hmm. You know, what I mean, it's almost like God's word is right there to begin with, and sometimes we get lost in all this stuff, and then we go back and say, "Oh God, you already told it in the beginning." You know what mm -hmm. I mean? You for every good thing. So, yeah. So um, I agree with you. Well, I know a lot of people kind of get turned off from the spiritual side of, you know, going to God for, you know, something like anxiety or depression or even thoughts of self-harm because they have maybe heard, well, if you just had enough faith, if you just prayed more, it, God would take it away. And maybe they've prayed, maybe they've read their Bible and ask God to take it away from them and they have yet to experience deliverance from those things. What advice do you have for someone like that who I, who's I would, looking for God's intervention but hasn't found it yet? Okay. So a couple of things. I mean there's a there's a chapter in the book where I I read God leaves God would meet you at the level of your faith. Mm. You know, he's not somebody, you know, he said you have a mustard seed faith. You know, that's his requirement of faith. If you have such a low faith, he'll move mountains for you. So, I, I, you know, sometimes we compare. We're like, oh, why don't we have faith like Smith Wigglesworth or like the lady across? You know what I mean? Worth it? Because that's the, that's the devil. The devil will always make you feel you're not enough. Mm -hmm. You know, that's his target. You know, he will ever, he will say you're not enough or he'll say you've not done enough or he'll say you did that and that's why you're facing. So... There's a chapter in the Bible where I said, uh, I'm sorry, in the book where I said, God meets you at the level of your faith. For instance, the, the woman with the issue of blood, she said, okay, if I could just touch his garment, I'll be made whole, right? Mm -hmm. The women, the, the centurion said, oh, if you just tell the name, you know, if you just, you, you just say my son is healed, you know, my son would be healed. You know, the people who let him down, the, the, his, their friends, you know, put the paralyzed man down the roof. They just thought, okay, if I could just open the roof and put the, put my friend down, you know, that my friend would be healed, you know? So uh, it's, it's almost the, 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 um, the blind man said, if I could just cry out, right. He just cried out, you know, the son of David, come and heal me. I feel all of them had different levels of faith. You know what I mean? The centurion might have had a great faith, but the women with the issue of blood also got healed. You know what I mean? It's it's almost like whatever our level of faith is, I feel that we shouldn't feel condemned because I and I feel we should not look around. And I feel that there's, there's such a thing in women 
to compare because it's almost like the devil would like work double. You know, you see a post, you see this. I'm like, okay, you know, they're doing so great. Something is wrong with me that I'm not doing that good. And and mm-hmm. that's a lie from the pit of hell because you are, you know, you are precious to God. You are, you know, valuable to him. And you, you know, he knows you and he loves that faith in you, whatever form that faith is, however small, because he's the author and the perfecter of your faith. So I would say that faith, whatever faith you have, whatever knowledge you have, I would just say begin with that Mm -hmm. and just water it with the word of God. You know, this is a journey that you're going to take. It's not like you have a headache and you take Tylenol and it goes away. Yes, you can have a jump start spiritually. I mean, some people can, you know, lay hands on you and pray for like generational strongholds to be broken, mm-hmm. the spirit of suicide, spirit of anxiety to be broken. But but I feel that your mind has to be rewired and renewed in the word of God. Um, and, you know, yeah, so it has to be renewed in the word of God. And sometimes I think we we set a time limit for our prayers. I'm like, by by the end of this month, Lord, I should be freed of all anxiety. But did you hear the Holy Spirit asking you to tell that? Honestly, no. (laughs) Right. Yeah, if you had something for the last 20 years, and that's what Holy Spirit told me, you've had the spirit of fear from the time you were born, and you've, you've kind of been wired that way. It takes time. It takes time to completely... So sometimes we have that urge to say, oh, it's not working. You know, I, I'm trying and it's not working. So let me give up. I always feel his delays are not denials. Give him time to work through because he is at work. And whether you know it or not, he's at work with your anxiety and he will bring you through. But let him do the let him do everything. Let him, you know, take you through that, uh, you know, process, that path so that when you come out, you or even in the journey, you know, the healing would be wholesome and complete. And, um, and then when, when we, even through the journey and we, when we minister to others, you know, it would be kind of a, you know, a wholesome ministering from the Holy Spirit, if you let him do that, if that kind of makes sense to you. So to answer your question, I I feel that delays are not denials. So if you are anxious and you are just, you know, just, through that i would just honestly ask you to invite the holy spirit every day and give him time give him time sometimes it might take months sometimes it might take years and that's okay but the lord is with you working in you so yeah so that's i'm not sure whether that was clear yeah so no, um, i think that's i actually wrote that down i love that god's delays are not denials and i think we're trained to be instant minded. We, we need an instant reaction and we have to, you know, I, I constantly am in this balancing act of, I don't ever want to deny that supernatural healing happens. In fact, I want to publicize the times when it does happen. So people know what God can do, what he's capable of doing. He can, you know, work through the laying of hands. He can work through supernatural healing and never would I want to deny that. But he mm-hmm. doesn't always. And so I think you can have, if you focus only on that and mm-hmm. never on the times when the healing comes slowly or there's, yes. you know, the the Paul thorn in his flesh where he prayed three times for God to deliver him from this thorn in his flesh. And God said, nope, my grace is sufficient for you. And my power is actually made perfect in your weakness. There's something about this thing that is 
equipping you and bringing glory to me and mm -hmm. strengthening you in that like backwards way of God's upside down logic in this world, you know, that somehow that thing that we see as bad is actually working for our good and the good of his kingdom. And so it's, but it's, it's a hard balancing act to do because it's, you know, yeah, I think that sometimes we do want that instant release right. Right. and it doesn't always happen, but I love that God's delays are not denials. And just for us to, maintain right. faith in who God is. And like you said, that remember he is at work. He is doing it. Even if it's invisible, even if right. the anxiety or the, the, the dark thoughts are still there, he is working and don't leave right. him, you know, don't, don't stop pursuing him. Families have a lot going on. Let Ollie help manage the mental load with new cognitive health supplements for everyone four and up, like delicious Lolly Focus Pops or Lolly Mellow Pops for kids. And for parents, try three new Brainy Chews to help you focus, chill out, or get energized. Find these cognitive health buddies for the whole fam at Ollie.com. That's O L L Y.com. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. Yeah, that's my my request that you don't turn your face away from him. And and sometimes, I mean, this is what the Lord had told me about anxiety. Like there could be anxiety because of certain things that are not going well in your life. You know, for instance, um, people have anxiety with money. You know, I know that some people, when they go to the grocery store, they're like, they, they, their stomach is churning because I'm like, okay, Lord, do I have money? And, or like, do I have money for the dress, for the Christmas, everything? That is anxiety too. I mean, we, we tend to brush you know, anxiety is, you know, that is an anxious thought too. But the thing is that there could be problem with your finances. There could be problem with the way you're dealing with your finances. Mm -hmm. Could be, how, you know, maybe you don't know how to budget. Maybe you don't know how to save. Maybe there are marital, you know, like, you know, differences between the husband and the wife on how they're doing it. So anxiety is just, it's almost like a symptom of what's happening underneath. And sometimes God would just take that and then go into the roots and start fixing things. You know what I mean? And so if you are, you know, and, and once he fixes things, once he starts fixing things, you'll know, oh my gosh, this is broken. It's like a house. Oh, this is broken. Oh, I didn't know this was broken. And that's this, you know, speciality that he heals those things. But anxiety would be like a symptom. I mean, maybe, uh, you know, for me, the Lord, God told me two areas where I was, the root of, you know, why I was anxious. And the first thing he said was uh, fear of abandonment. Mm. And the second thing he said was hopelessness. And I think that covers a lot of area. I'm like, Lord, what is this? But um, fear of abandonment, <clears throat> I think because, you know, I grew up in a Hindu family and, and, and all of a sudden everybody was like away, you know, when I became a Christian, you know, it's almost like I was rejected. Like, you know, just, I, I couldn't, you know, it's almost like, it, it is abandonment in any way, you know, maybe I abandoned them or they abandoned, you know, it was abandonment. And, and even in, in some Christian circles, like, you know, I would faced some rejection. And so I had this fear of abandonment that I really had to work through, work through with the Holy Spirit. I had to ask him, Lord, show me, show me what I should do and show me where I'm getting wrong and show me. And trust me, he taught me like a baby, like a baby. And so it's not like that one thing. Oh, I, I bind this fear of abandonment. Yes, you can. Yes, please bind it, you know, because spiritually you want the roots to go away. But then you also have to deal with things. I'm like, 
the Holy Spirit taught me so many things about like relationships, about boundaries, about, you know, who to trust, you know, who bears fruit, um, you know, how I can be a blessing. They can be, it's almost like a lesson. So I would just say, you know, just that anxiety about relationships, if you give it to the Lord, it's almost like he teaches. I mean, he's a master teacher. He's the master teacher. So I think that area got, I mean, but it took three, three, four years for me to go to a place where I'm like, I've come to a place, I think, in that area where I can say, you know what, I'm not having any fear of abandonment anymore, because I know that the Holy Spirit will always be with me, through me, in me. And even if people help me, it's only because of the Holy Spirit. So I kind of got to a place where I know where the source of all relationships is, but it took me time. It took me three, four years to come to that point. And I'm still kind of working through this, uh, you know, hopelessness thing, because I'm like, you know, it, every day, the God of hope has to fill you with hope. And, you know, you, you so that you don't get anxiety in that area. So it's, it's more intricate. And the Holy Spirit will beautifully show us what's inside, if that makes sense. So, oh, I love that. There's so much in there. I mean, you brought up so many good things. As you were talking, I've got like, just the light bulbs going off. I loved the very be- like a little ways back when you were talking about scripture and just mm-hmm. being transformed by truth i mean yeah. it occurred to me that that there are no shortcuts in learning cognitively who god is i mean we yeah. can have a direct download paul had his experience of yes. transformation mm-hmm. but he still had to learn who god was who jesus was like he mm-hmm. you know and we are the same where we need to take in God's word and, and there's no shortcut there, you know? And so, but the thing that you said that just totally was amazing was that this idea of, yes, there are spiritual roots to a lot of our issues, whether it's anxiety or anything else under the sun, there are spiritual strongholds or whatever it is, oppression, (laughs) whatever you want to call it. Mm -hmm. And that we should address that always. In yes. case that is, you know, obviously there are some things, if I get sick, it's not necessarily a spiritual stronghold. It might just be a virus, but, you know, but there are things where there are these strongholds that, yes, we do need to treat that yeah. problem. But yes. I think of a disease and, you know, for instance, if someone gets COVID and then they recover from it, but then they still have all these lingering symptoms, you know, mm-hmm. your body's been changed. Yes, it's the Mm -hmm. same with these roots, these spiritual roots wreak havoc, they create toxins that change things and wear those mental pathways into your mind and and dig grooves of, you know, Uh wrong thinking. And those even after that spiritual root has been uprooted, there are still symptoms left that need work. And I mean, that just makes perfect sense that it's not you know, obviously there is a time for a one-time miraculous healing of some sort, but there mm-hmm. are also these times when we have some practical work yes. to do. That's, yes. And, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yes. And I think we need to develop like daily disciplines too. Like mm-hmm. uh, that's good. was just like, you know, uh, praying in the heavenly language, thinking, Lord, where am I missing? And he said, Every time, you know, most of the time something happens, your first thing is unbelief. Like, oh, what if this happens? I want you to turn that and and, and expect good things from me. You know, expect the, the ah. you know, like the what ifs. Don't, don't, don't think about the what ifs. Like, don't, don't, you know, it's almost like 
So I have to rewire, even though I've been redeemed by the blood of Christ, I've been, you know, spiritually transferred, actually, from the kingdom of darkness into the kingdom of Jesus Christ, where, you know, there's peace and love and joy, I have to, my mind has to get used to that new kingdom. You know what I mean? My mind has Mm -hmm. to get used to the kingdom where I know that he's faithful. I know he's loving. I know that even if I mess up, he's going to put me in the path. I mean, I know that there is everything I need here to break anxiety, but I have to keep renewing my mind every time when I do that, because if I constantly live in doubt and unbelief and I say it's it somehow your brain is confused it's not you know it's it's not registering the right thing right and the other thing I see is condemnation um condemnation I I feel like in women uh what generally I think just produces a ton of anxiety I'm like I am not enough and the devil is not (laughs) he is not you know he is ready to accuse you of everything you you pray for 10 minutes he would say why don't you pray for 20 minutes or you didn't talk right (laughs) <laughs> no, he, he's a master accuser, right? I mean, that's what he does. That's what he is good at. And so I feel that you have to get that thing of, you know, God is my righteousness and in him, there is no condemnation, you know, so rooted in your soul because the devil can, you know, I feel can like play around with you with anxious thoughts. If you, you know, you live in condemnation and, and you, no matter what anybody talks about you or says anything bad about you, I feel that as a woman, you should know what your worth is and you should know you're not condemned in Christ. You know, however messy things are or where, you know, Christ has become a righteousness. And so there is really no condemnation in Christ. And so I think that's also, I feel a major kind of these, you know, rootlets of anxiety. If you, you know, if you think about it. Yeah. Oh, that is so good. And I think that is absolutely an area of paralysis is just feeling, feeling condemned all around. And I've been there. I I have that inner voice that loves to accuse, but I feel like even though I still struggle with a very, you know, mean inner critic sometimes that I have come to at least recognize, like I, it's so clear now sometimes that I actually have to laugh when those thoughts come. I'm like, that's such a lie. Like, I know that's a lie. And that's victory. It doesn't mean the thoughts are going to go away all the time. But yes, it is victory to take one step forward in claiming what truth is. And the more you learn that truth, the more those lies are going to seem ridiculous in Mm -hmm. and and easily recognizable in contrast. Yes, Mm -hmm. I I absolutely agree. And I think as women, I think we also need to um, think well about ourselves you know sometimes the holy spirit tells me i i love that part where you say mean critic because sometimes i'm also really critical he would say would you tell that about your the way you're talking to yourself to other to another person like right you, <laughs> no way you would be like oh look at them they're doing this they're doing that i mean why are you so like you know i think it's 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 just something that i think we have to come out with the help of the holy spirit and we have to kind of tell ask the Holy Spirit to remind us to tell good things. You know, it's not flattery. If you, if, if we allow the Holy Spirit to remind us to tell encouraging things, you know, he's our great encourager. He will encourage you from inside and say, Hey, you know what? You didn't do this today, but at least you did this. And, you know, let's thank God for that. And so I think we, that it's, it's again, a mind renewal process. If, you know, if I put it that way. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I've heard some people say that if you're tempted to, 
you know, allow those negative thoughts about yourself creep in, keep a picture mm -hmm. handy of yourself as a little girl and look at that picture whenever those thoughts come to your mind and think, would you say that to this child? Like, would you say those kinds of things to yourself as this little girl? Of course no. you wouldn't, you know, and it just puts it into perspective. Absolutely. Yes. Mm. Really. Well, one more thing. Um, would you, what, what would your advice be to someone who struggles with anxious thoughts or just is feeling like they just can't even muster up the energy or the strength to pursue truth or to pursue a relationship with God? Do you have advice for that woman? Um, I actually, uh, yes, I actually do. And there had been a prop, you know, a time period in my life after I became a Christian where I didn't, I didn't think I had any strength to even like even get up in the mornings. Um, it was a short period, but it lasted, it looked like lasted forever. Yeah. And um, to the believer sister, let me tell you this. Um, you remember that story where, uh, you know, Martha was running around and Mary was sitting at God's feet and God said to Martha when she was complaining about her sister, Mary has done the right thing. She's just sitting at my feet and she's listening. So I, lit I literally took that to my heart during that time because I didn't feel like doing anything. Yeah. I, I was actually scared. I'm like, what, am, what is happening? But it's, it's, I think the spirit of fear was just, I, I, I was kind of trying to confront the spirit of fear head to head, like face to face. I'm like, I can't deal with it anymore. It has to leave kind of mm -hmm. face where I was. And the Lord said, it's almost like when he was speaking to Mary and Martha about Mary, I just got it. And I said, okay, Lord, I'll just start listening to your word. I'm just going to play the Bible hmm. like for hours. I'm just going to lie down. I'm not going to. Uh, I know that in the world's eyes, that's unproductive, like super unproductive. But I've come to a point in my life where I'm like, you know what? I don't care what anybody says, right? I mean, we all have to hit that bottom where like, it's me and you, Lord. So I, I remember during that time, I just played the Bible. I would just play Psalms. I would just play Ephesians. I would just play and I would read it. I would do, I would just like play back again. I would play Ephesians four or five times. And trust me, I mean, I'm, I thought um, nothing's happening, but I'm just at least, you know, God said, okay, listening to God's word is productive. So let me do that. But mm -hmm. I did it for a few months and I think even a couple of years, changes started happening mm -hmm. without even me knowing you know, strongholds were getting broken. I mean, it was almost like the word of God was just doing surgery in my mind, you know, saying, you know, uh, you know, this is where, you know, the wrong thinking is correct here. And this is where the wrong thinking is. And, and I understand that part when sometimes you say you don't have strength. A thing that really encouraged me during those days was God was telling me, you're not holding on to me. I am holding on to you because sometimes you don't even have the strength to hold on to him. I mean, there are times when you're like, I am absolutely exhausted and I cannot hold on to you. Lord. And not even with the little finger, I can't hold on to you. And God was telling me, no, I am holding on to you. And, and he showed me Bible verses where he was like, I'm holding on to you. I'll never leave you, never forsake you. I have you in the palm of my hand. You're the apple. He was doing all the work. So you really don't have to, you know, 
uh, draw that strength, you can just lie down on him and he'll take care of everything. Most of the time, what really happens during those seasons is, is like, okay, who's going to take care of the finances? Who's going to take care of the work? Who's going to take care of, you know, you're so boggled and overwhelmed. And God says, you know, honey, I got this. Even if you're not taking care, I'll send people to take care. I mean, I am so much bigger than what you think. And and I feel that to my Christian brothers and sisters who are listening to uh, this, you're not your strength. God is your strength. You know, I would just say, you know, there was a there was a time where I literally felt, Lord, I've come to the end of my strength. Now, <laughs> I don't have any strength now. You're my strength. And I go from strength to strength in you. And, and because I really, and I think it's a proud moment too, because sometimes we think we can do this and we can do that. I'm talking about myself. Oh, I can do this and I can do this. No, there's, and I came to a point where I realized there's nothing I can do without, without him. There is nothing. I mean, even if when I wake up in the morning, it's because of his breath his body that he created that I'm waking up, I'm going somewhere is because of him. I'm talking, it's because of the Holy Spirit. I think when you come to a point where you're like, I am not hanging on anything, anxiety comes when, comes because you think that I have to do this. I, if, it's almost like it's I and, and God just at that point, he said, there is no I in you. You don't have any strength right now. I'm going to take over. So I, I, I would advise that, you know, let go. I mean, don't think about tomorrow. Don't think about, don't even, sometimes, you know, you wouldn't even have strength to think about the whole day. Think about the next hour or don't think, just lie down, just listen to his word. He's holding you. He's comforting you. He is renewing you. He's healing you. And, and it can take some time, but when you come out, you'll come out with the strength of God and there'll be no pride in you. So he will use you for his glory. So that would be my, advice to my Christian sisters to just be still and know that he's God. And I, I know that be still, that word means rapa in Hebrew, which means let go, just let go, loosen, slacken. And I was surprised when I heard that meaning. I'm like, be still means I thought I have to be, be still and be prim and proper before. No, he's like, just let go, just loosen your standard, just relax and fall on me and I'll take care of you. And I would just say, just fall on him. Don't think too much. Don't have a five-year plan for anxiety, a 10-step. No, no, no. That's not our God. And he is He is the one who created us, and he knows how to rewire our brain. I would just say, just fall on him and trust him every day and and just let him do the thing. And, and I would strongly recommend this worked for me, that just play the Bible, play Psalms, play the thing, and let him just work just it's almost like a subconscious thing that he does over a period of time so that's for our brothers and sisters but if you do not know christ look i'm not pushing you towards any religion i'm not saying do this do that but i'm talking out of my own experience and i would just say jesus was called is called the prince of peace and the antidote for anxiety is peace right so i would just say would you give him a chance i mean you've run the rat race you've worked your way up or way down you've you've built your life but you know that there is something more that you're not able to find and you're frustrated and you're in a point where you're like you're not searching you're actually tired of running the rat race and you're looking around for rest and he's the ultimate rest i I was I was a non-christian I mean I was not a christian for years in my life and now I'm a christian and I know for me, and I've known for many around me, rest can come only through Christ. 
he's like the master of rest and he's like the prince of peace. And so I would just say, can you give him a chance? It's not religion. Um, it's, it's, it's God who came and, you know, to your humanity to just, you know, die for you and help you out and take you. I mean, it's too good to be true, but that is the truth that he came down. And so I would just say, why don't you just trust him by just not asking him who he is and ask him, give him a season of your life and see how, you know, whether things are changing. You know what I mean? Give him a season and say, well, I'm just down. I mean, you've tried so many things. I mean, just give him some time and see whether things change. And that would be my advice to, um, you know, my brothers and sisters who are not, you know, a Christians. So. I love that. That is so beautiful. Thank you for that. I know that oh. is definitely, I, I know that someone needs to hear that right now. So thank you for sharing. Thank you. Well, what would you say if there was one takeaway from this devotional that you want people to come away with? What would that be? That they have a good father. That we have a good father. And um, the, 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 the recurring thought I had when I wrote this book again and again, and I think it's from the Holy Spirit, is that the loving embrace of a heavenly father who is capable of doing, who's capable of just doing everything more than you can ask or imagine to fill you with his joy, his blessings. And he, it's almost like that assurance, that loving assurance that he is powerful, he is love, and he'll take care of you. And that's the takeaway I want people to have when they read the book. Well, thank you so much. Deepa. This has just been such a good two conversations with you. And I just, I really, really feel like people will come away from this just with a sense of hope and direction and kind of some next steps. So I, I know that I have, so I appreciate that. It makes me want to just start listening to my Bible right away. <laughs> so I'm going to start doing that because you're, it, it is so transformative and and yeah. I love that you said that it was months and maybe years like of yeah. transformation, that it's not an instant fix, but it's, uh, it's an incremental knowing of God that just transforms it. It, it transforms your thoughts and your attitudes and your perspective. And it is so powerful. So, well, can you just remind us where our listeners can connect with you and find your book and just, uh, find you online? Sure. I mean, they can, um, I have an email, enter his rest 2020, E-N-T-E-R, his R-E-S-T 2020 at gmail.com. If you want the book, you could just, you know, send your address. I'll send the book to you. Or you could find the book on Amazon. And if you want prayer, if you want me to help you in any way, you know, with whatever you're dealing with, if you want prayer, whatever it is, you can always email me All at that right. email. Well, thank you so much. And we're going to close in prayer today. How would you like for us to pray today for you? Um, just for the Lord to redeem my time and take over, you know, what he wants me to do in his life, in my life, yeah. <laughs> not be affected with anything that is good, but do what is, um, what he wants me to do. So thank you so much for that. That's sweet that you'd ask. Thank you. All right. Well, thank you so much for being here again and just giving so much of your time to us. We really appreciate it. Thank you. Lord, we just thank you for this time. Thank you so much for this opportunity just to reflect on your greatness, 
And what is possible through you, God, that it's nothing that we can bring to the table, but that you are everything. We just acknowledge you as the almighty God who is greater than anyone or anything that we could ever comprehend. And we just acknowledge you as that now, God. And I just lift up anyone listening now who is struggling just with restlessness, with anxiety, with depression or dark thoughts or thoughts of self-harm or any stronghold that they are just feel like they're they're trapped and unable to break free from. Father, in Jesus' name, we pray that you would meet them where they are, that you would break those strongholds, that you would remove that spiritual oppression and just mm-hmm. open the gateway for, for this person to just walk in freedom and start shedding those layers and uncovering those layers of wrong thinking and mm-hmm. oppression and lies from the enemy and mm-hmm. to start moving in the direction of you, God. We just, we notice that we, we need to fix our eyes in Jesus, the author, the perfecter of our faith. We just pray for, for each person to be able to fix their eyes on Jesus. And we pray for those that don't know you at all to come to a saving faith in Jesus. Show them that first step. And God, we just lift Deepa up to you and thank you for her message, for her just honesty and and just her desire to share her experience to bring glory to you and to bring help and hope to others we just pray you would give her your next steps and like she said that she would recognize good things from your best and just be able to shed everything but your absolute best for her and just show her how to spend her time give her vision and organize and and just order her thoughts and just allow her to continue forward god in just Um, being obedient to do the things that you have called her to do and just bringing glory to your kingdom in the process. We pray your blessing on her home and her marriage and just ask that you would be the king of kings in that home and and that they would just together grow in unity as they grow closer to you. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Thanks for joining us on today's episode of the Praying Christian Women podcast. We'd love to hear from you, so please leave us a comment to let us know what questions or topics we can address in future shows. Then hop over to prayingchristianwomen.com journal to download your free prayer guide. We're so glad you joined us for today's show, and we wish you God's deepest blessings as you draw closer to Him and change the world one prayer at a time.